Do you remember the last time you picked up a pen and noticed the quality? How about a razor you handled that didn't feel cheaply made? When was the last time a product made a true and lasting impression on you? In this era of the mass-produced and disposable, anything lovingly handcrafted seems to be a rare thing. Maybe it's time for a change, and Spindlecraft can help. At Spindlecraft, passion and superior quality make it stand out from the faceless, automated crowd. Material for each piece of work is thoughtfully chosen, crafted, sanded, and finally polished with the kind of attention to detail and dedication you can't get off of an assembly line. At Spindlecraft, they know that quality of the material is as important as the quality of the craftsmanship and is a reflection of both the artist and the customer. So rather than buying some cheap pens or razors that you won't give a second thought, purchase something from Spindlecraft. To see what they have to offer, go to www.spindlecraft.com and at the checkout, enter the word GEEKS. That's G-E-E-K-S to get 10% off. We're sure that once you have a Spindlecraft product in your hand, you won't want to put it down. Welcome to the Freaking Geeks Podcast, the flagship podcast of Freaking Geeks Media. In this podcast, hosts Michael, Sarah, and Barry crank the geekiness to 11, covering everything from movies and television to pop culture, video games, books, and so much more. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The podcast is produced each week, so feel free to add us to your favorite RSS feed or on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook. The links will be in the show notes. Okay, now it's time to start the show. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of our podcast. I'm your host, Michael, and with me is my co-host tonight, Raker. Hello. All right. So, so duo tonight. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, no Sarah, no Jacob. And uh, we're here to talk about Top Gun Maverick, which came out a couple cool. of weeks ago. Yeah, real good uh, blockbuster, huh? Already making tons of money. Oh yeah, this is they said the this is the biggest uh, box office hit for Tom Cruise. I think they said all time wow. like opening, which is pretty impressive because honestly, you think about all the stuff that's come out with him in the last you know ten years, all the top or uh, Mission Impossible movies, mm-hmm. very very well received by the way. Um, yeah, and I mean Fallout. We remember we went and watched yeah. Fallout. That made that made pretty good money, but this is just on a different level. And you know, good good on Tom Cruise. Um, you know, there was a time fifteen years ago when his career seemed like it was uh, it was heading heading down for good in a lot of ways, and you know, he's turned it around. He's found a way to. Yeah, ever since the uh, couch jumping episode, he's really, uh, you know, he's back on top. Yeah, it's true. Like I said, the last probably uh, Mission Impossible, what, You'd have to look pretty hard to find a Tom Cruise flop. It's, you know, the only one was The the Mummy. Uh, yeah. The Mummy was was one, but I mean, that's like, right now, that's kind of a rarity. I mean, Jack Reacher didn't make huge money, but it was a good movie. It was, uh, yeah, it was, and it was, from a critical standpoint, I think it was solidly well received. I don't think it was. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, that's, you know, I might be digging deep there for flop, 
You know what I mean? I definitely don't think it goes down as a flop, but probably one of his lesser, you know, movies. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow was, is, is excellent. It was a great I mean, movie. Yeah. It's, it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, you look at his filmography and... Well, Jack Reacher 2, excuse me. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, so that the, was bad. There is, there is a, a, there's a, okay, there is a flop here and there, but by and large for the last probably, well, you know, probably for the last probably... Like, 12 to, to 13 years i think really he's he's done little wrong i think in terms of uh the reception to most of his movies and in the box office has been pretty good to him yeah um yeah so okay so top gun uh maverick this is uh let's do the rundown here so uh this is directed by Jove- joseph kasinski Mm-hmm. It is uh, written by Jim Cash, Jack Epps Jr., and Peter Craig, starring Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, uh, Miles Teller, um, John Hamm, uh, Monica Barbado, Lewis Pullman, and Glenn Powell, uh, among others. Uh, this is a movie I actually was able to see early. So in the movie theater uh, that I go to, at least the one that I do occasionally go to, it's kind of, it's, I don't know if it is actually an IMAX rig. I don't think it is, right? I think it's supposed to be something like, it's like a couple of feet short or something like that of an IMAX or something. It's one of those things where it doesn't, it doesn't qualify exactly as an IMAX, IMAX, but it's so close. Yeah, it's as close as you can get without, you know, being an actual IMAX. IMAX brand on it and pay god knows how much money right so yeah uh this this is a movie theater i I don't go to this movie theater all the time it's you know it's about uh 45 minute drive i have a movie theater that is literally right down the street from me and no it can't compare to that movie theater but when you have one right down the street it's hard to justify driving often uh all the way to where that theater is but this is one of those uh, movies that it was worth it to go. Plus, um, this particular theater was one of the select ones that was able to show the movie early. So the movie normally comes out Thursday night, uh, like most uh, movies. And this uh, I was able to see Tuesday evening. And it was a special early screening. And, you know, if you went there, you got uh, like a poster, you got a pin. Um, you know, you just got to see it early. You know, you paid a little more for it, but, you know, at the end of the day, it was, you know, worth it. And so me and a, a friend of mine, we went and saw it, and it was it was great, I got to tell you. Um, and then, Rake, you saw it, what, a few days later, right, if I'm not mistaken? Yeah, yeah, I saw it on the, I think the Thursday, you know, that most people could see it. <laughs> right. You know. So it'd be the next yeah. week because you saw it, I think, a whole week earlier than everybody. Right. Right. So this was uh, released on, on May 27th. Uh, actually, 27th. Yeah, I think it was the 27th. Uh, I think that was a Tuesday. So it was released on the 27th. And yeah, it was um, and it was a packed it was a packed crowd it was there was there was a few seats here and there that were weren't filled but by and large it was a pretty packed crowd um so this movie is uh you know the first time we've seen maverick 
uh, since the original Top Gun all the way back in 1986. I was four years old at the time, so clearly I didn't go see <laughs> Top Gun uh, in theaters. Uh, but I saw it years later uh, when I was a teenager, and, and I, I saw it. It's one of those movies that I watched a ton. You know, did you see it a ton, Rake, when you know, Top Gun? No, nah, no, nah, you know, I mean, I don't even know. What year what did it come out? 86. No, I would have been old enough to go see it in the theaters, but I uh, did not. I, I don't know why. I remember, you know, everyone in the world raving about how great this movie was, and, of course, Danger Zone and you know, take my breath away. We're like the biggest things in the universe on the radio. Uh, but I still know I never did make my way to the theater mm. for that movie. I wish I would have though. D- did you see it? Like, uh, did you watch it like often on like, you know, VHS? Oh, or, like, I said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think once again, I think that was like the staple of everybody's VHS collection. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, I might even have it in my DVD collection just because it's, <laughs> you know, it's classic. Yes. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, so this movie is the return of Maverick. Um, Actually, kind of the beginning of the uh, fighter jet movies, huh? Yeah, I'm trying to think. There was Iron one, Eagle. Yep, Iron um, Eagle. Uh, there's, a, there's, there's, I'm sure there's a ton of other knockoffs that just didn't really, you know. I think Iron Eagle was probably well. the closest. I mean, I think yeah. it's the most successful one post yeah, uh, yeah. Top Gun. So basically, this movie is the return of Maverick. Um, I mean, obviously, we haven't seen him for a long time, and so this movie's plot is pretty simple, and that's not a yeah. bad thing, right? It's right. it's it's not a bad thing. It's actually yeah, good... you don't want to get too extravagant because you know, I mean, this movie's supposed to be grounded in realism. You know what I mean? Like right. you're supposed to believe, you know, all right, he's a test pilot or whatever, and you know, like mm-hmm. why would you get too crazy? You know what I mean? So. Like and I, I agree with the simplicity of the plot, and I appreciate it. Right, because you know it allows us to really focus on other stuff. It's, it's yeah. you know, it's not just the flying, but we'll get to the the character stuff. So basically, Maverick uh, is a captain, and it appears like he's been a captain for a long time. Um, he's never risen above that rank because I think once he surpasses that rank, he basically can't be a, a fighter pilot at that point. You know, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to be up in the air. He wants to do what he's doing. And at this point in time, um, he is essentially out there. He's working for, I think, a company where they're, they're kind of uh, testing out these planes. And this this one plane, they're trying to get to like, what was it, like Mach 10 or Mach 11, I think. Mm. Um, yeah. Some ridiculous uh you know, speed. And so anyway, he, he does it. And then he goes, of course, you know, further than he should. And that results in him, uh, being, you know, exited, you know, cut out of the program, uh, which was basically going to happen anyway, um, reprimanded. And then he is forced to go back to Top Gun. And it's a place that he hasn't been to in many years. Um, and his whole role, you know, he thinks he's going back there, you know, for something else. But it turns out he's going back to teach past graduates, the best of the best, basically, uh, to you know go on this mission to uh, destroy. Um, what was it they're trying to destroy? They were trying to destroy a. Uh, um, uh, what was it? Uh, it's a plutonium, a plutonium uh, 
silo. Like they they were making like plutonium yeah. or something um, there. And so that's kind of like his, his thing. And he hasn't been there for a long time, at least in a number of years. Uh, and then when he, get, he gets back, he goes to the bar. Uh, it's the famous, you know, the bar in the original Top Gun. And there he meets Penny Benjamin, uh, who was only given uh, a one-line uh, introduction back in the original Top Gun. Apparently, uh, you know, it was alluded to that Maverick had uh, slept with the Admiral's daughter, and that was Penny Benjamin in the original. And here we see Penny Benjamin in the flesh, uh, played by Jennifer Connelly. And she's running this bar. She has a daughter. And it appears like in this movie that that she and Maverick have kind of had this on again, off again thing uh, over the years. And it doesn't uh, appear like the last time it ended maybe too well, uh, or at least there was a lot of um, disappointment there. Um, and then we have Maverick going back in his job is now to teach these guys how to do what they need to do in order to be successful in this mission, which is almost impossible. And, you know, you have a lot of cocky uh, pilots. And then we get introduced to Goose's son. Yeah. Played by Miles Teller. And this, I think you would agree, Rick, is the crux of this whole movie, right? This mm -hmm. is kind of the beating heart. It's not really the, I mean, it is like the Penny Benjamin Maverick thing is there and it's good, but the, really the beating heart of this is Maverick and Goose's son, uh, Rooster. And, uh, what did you think of this kind of whole storyline with Maverick and Goose's son and, you know, well, you know, once again, simple, you know what I mean? Like, if I were writing a sequel to Top Gun, I think the easiest path would be, well, you know, what was his biggest, you know, thing, I guess, the biggest moment in the first movie, and it was the death of, what, Goose? Mm -hmm. Yep. You know, so let's take that and carry that over to this X amount of years later. Now, instead of calling it lazy writing, which I would understand if someone said that, because, you know, it, it is a pretty uh, tropey thing <laughs> mm -hmm. uh trite storyline but at the same time you know if i had a dime for every person i know that followed in the footsteps of their father i'd be rich right like mm -hmm. i know a ton of policemen that their dads were policemen i know a ton of teachers that their dads were teachers i know you know what i mean ton of military that their dad were military so you know like so even though it is kind of tropey it's still it's still, you know, once again, simple but acceptable. You know what I mean? Um, so I was all right with it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. as much as I wanted to be like, ah, oh, and I'm not a big Miles Teller fan. Um, as much as I wanted to be like, ah, oh, here we go. This is such a lame idea. You know, I, I found myself being like, okay. You know, I, I can roll with this. You know what I mean? So, and mm -hmm. plus, you know, it, it, it harkens back to the first movie, which is what you want a movie of this caliber to be, you know what I mean? A, a follow-up to the original classic. So, you know what I mean? You don't want to just take all that stuff that happened in the first one, throw it out the window, bring in all new everything, you know, all new pilots, all new, 
everything, you know, completely new storyline, no remembrances of the past. You know, I, I think by doing this, it worked well, you know? So I'm in agree agreement with it, you know, and I, I definitely don't think it hurt the movie at all, even though, you know, it is kind of a cheap way out. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Look, um, like you, you said it perfectly there with a lot of people following their parents' footsteps in their same profession. And it mm -hmm. makes sense that he would follow in Goose's footsteps. Uh, and even more so in some degree because his father died, right? <clears throat> right. Um, because it's one thing to follow a parent who was, say, a teacher but or a police officer, but it's almost like you're calling to finish what they were unable to finish themselves. You know, mm -hmm. like, so Rooster is trying to, you know, go further than his father did because his right. father was never able to. It's like he's chasing the ghost of his father in some respect. And you know, with Maverick, what I like about it is his motives are pure, right? He watched his best friend die in an accident, plain and simple. And Maverick blames himself. He did in the first movie. And... You know, in some degree, he still does to this day. And so he's looking out for Goose's son because he doesn't want to see it happen again. And that's just this like knee-jerk reaction that he does over and over again and has been apparently for some time because he, you know, he blocked him from, you know, advancing mm -hmm. uh, apparently, you know, a few, a few years earlier. And, you know, it had some, you know, detrimental effects. It caused a lot of tension between them. And so I actually do like it. I think that, that it's not just about that, but I, I do think they try to make it as complex as they can in that you can see both sides and where they're coming from. You can see why, why he is angry at Maverick. You can see Maverick and why he's doing or has done what he's done, even if it is still, you know, a bad thing. I mean, you're blocking somebody who has a legit chance to do something that they want to do. Um, you know, of course, they would be angry about it. I, I'd be, for sure. So, you know, I think Bradley, uh, uh, which is Rooster, I think that his his anger at Maverick is understandable. And I like that. It really creates the backbone of this movie in so many ways. And I think it works because it takes the whole movie until almost the whole movie until we get to a point where you feel like, um, like Bradley's begun to thaw on Maverick, you know, because Maverick's now actively not stopping him. And I think the moment that he realizes he, he isn't stopping him, that's the moment where I feel like he starts to, to maybe actually show, show Maverick some respect and stop being quite so, um, just angry all the time. Anytime he's even in the room or, or near him, he, you know, he's just basically a ball of rage. Um, so there, there's another emotional kind of backbone to this movie, which is Iceman uh, from the original played by Val Kilmer. And I got to tell you, uh, I, I saw a lot of people weeping openly mm -hmm. in the movie theater when this was going on. I don't know if, if people did the same when you were watching it, but I know for my screening, uh, there's a lot of kind of wet eyes uh, in that movie theater because 
they did a really great thing. So if you go back to the original, obviously Iceman and Maverick had this testy relationship. And then we jump forward and it turns out that Iceman is like the commander of like the Pacific fleet or something. And he's basically been the person who's kept Maverick, his career alive, but he's dying. Right. And it's... I think I think a lot of the weeping, you know, you know the, the it has to do with Val Kilmer, right, right? Right, just in real life, everyone knows Val Kilmer's in bad shape. You know what I mean? Yep. And not that you know, you know, it, it's not so much the I, character; it's it's really about Val Kilmer. He's taking his real life situation, and and it it's it's been written yeah. into the character on screen. Yeah. Um, but boy, they thank God they included him. Yeah. And I and I think it was I think it was done it, it was deftly done and it was just it was exceptionally his scenes were well written yeah and they were effective yeah, and I, I think they were as effective as they could be all things considered right you know what I mean and you can see that there's there appears to be you know at least I seemed and it could just be the acting right because these are both you know talented actors but right. I I felt like there was genuine warmth between. Tom Cruise and, and Val Kilmer in those scenes. And it, I don't know, you know, how the relationship was back in the day. Maybe it was adversarial or, or maybe it wasn't. I, I don't know. But I almost got this, the feeling like in their scenes that, that Tom Cruise was just showing a lot of care. And I, I almost feel like in between takes that there was conversations and, you know, just a lot of genuinely warm stuff going on there because it feels like there's in their scenes that just feels like there's a lot of history there you know at least that's what i felt and but i think it was well done um but unfortunately uh his character dies uh, and there goes nat maverick's you know safety net uh and then you know we get to the end where you know maverick has to be the one to lead the whole assault on this on this thing um this insane uh, assault which has to be done to to basically perfection and you know all the training all the test runs none of them were ever, ever able to really do it it takes maverick leading them to actually get to the point where they can do it um yeah. and then maverick goes down and you know goose comes after him and you know they manage to get out of there and and get back to well they managed to get back just yeah. with barely barely surviving. See, that's 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 the part of the movie I have my issue with. Okay, they take it away. they rush that last what a third act, I guess you want to call it. Okay, you know what I mean. They rush that way too fast. Oh my god! Like, so when you mean the third act, you mean the moment where the 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 whole run starts, or do you mean after they successfully blow it up and then it, you know he goes back for him? Okay, basically that. I mean, yeah, I thought that part was. I think they, you know, I mean, I get it. They're trying to make the situation more dramatic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, let's make this dramatic now. He's going to go back for Tom Cruise. You know I mean? I get it, mm -hmm. you know, but it was just so quick. And they were, and they were rescued and returned so quick. You know what I mean? I was like, oh man, that, that's where I thought it did get a little corny. Yeah. That's a valid point. There. You know, but other than that, you know, the movie was, well, I don't want to say flawless, but it was really, really good. And, but that's, you know what I mean? If, if that, that's definitely one issue I did have with this movie was that whole quick little storyline. That quick little, I don't know what you would call it technically. I don't know what the technical term for that is, but 
Yeah, that was, I thought that was corny. Yeah, (laughs) I can see your point there, and I can't disagree with that. I feel like they needed to flesh that out a little more, maybe make it a little more, you don't have to stretch it out. I mean, there you have to have that Or to be honest with you, Yeah, hate to say it, have Tom Cruise die. You know, I thought that was going to happen. I really did. I mean, you want to really, you know, you want to hit people in the feels. You want people to go see a movie. You know what I mean? Not that people aren't seeing this movie. But you really want to people see this movie? You know what I mean? Once a couple words yep. get out, yeah, dude, he dies. What? Yep. You know what I mean? Like, and it wouldn't have been out of the question. You know what I mean? Like, it would not have been out of the question for him to die on that mission. I thought he did when he got shot down. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did. I thought. I thought that yeah. you know he got shot down, and I. Oh, thought I that, knew he didn't. Yeah, I knew he didn't. I I was. I knew he'd survive somehow, but you know. And then once no, I, I I hate to say it, you know, not that I'm some. Sherlock Holmes of cinema, but you know, I, I saw that whole end coming. Well, this, there's okay, so there's the thing I, I thought that he was gonna die. Here's the reason why because there was a scene with, with Penny where, uh, before he left to go on the mission, you know, it, 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 the way the scene was written, it's it, it was done in such a way that. It was like, well, you know, you know, you, you've got to come back or whatever, you know, and it just it's one of those things where it says, oh, I'll come back. And then the person doesn't make it back. They die, of course, in, you know, later in the movie uh, and they never do make it back to them. So I kind of thought, oh, boy, this is one of those things where, you know, if you make it back, we can give this a real shot. This, you know, maybe we can actually be a family. And so I thought, OK, of course, what's going to happen here is is Maverick is going to find you know, a situation where he's got to sacrifice himself so the mission can be achieved. Um, and so when he, when he went down, I thought, oh, well, here we go, you know. Um, and it just, you know, obviously it didn't happen. And that's okay. You know, I mean, ultimately you're right. I think had, had he died, it would have been shocking. Uh, if they had done it right, it could have been great for the movie. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's, it's fine that he yeah. didn't. Um, so let's talk about, um, okay. Well, there's some, there's a couple things I want to get to, but, uh, let's talk about the, the Penny Benjamin and and Maverick thing, because Mm, I brought that up because that was my second issue with this movie. Okay. I want you, I want you to tell me what your issue is. Go ahead. And once again, very, I hate to say it, poor writing. Okay. You know, just, okay. You know, of course, a Tom Cruise has to have a love interest. Mm-hmm. B, she just happens to run a bar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? C, they just happen to have an on again, off again thing. Don't leave her again. You right. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's just very, very trite. It well, know? it's kind of in line with you know. There's, I think this movie is trying to strike a balance between being a bit more realistic, right, than the original right. movie, um, and also, you know, having a heap. You know, a heaping spoonful of that kind of eighties cheese and eighties yeah, tropes. I think, right. I think it's trying to give people yeah. everything. Yeah, and um, I think that's why it is successful because it is the same eighties cheese that made it so successful the first time. Right. I mean, not quite as cheesy. No, I mean, honestly, no. but they did cut back. You know, a bit. it had enough of it that mm-hmm. kept. You know, everyone that loved the first Top Gun, I pretty certain loved the second one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that I, and I and I respect that and I appreciate that. You know what I mean? I'm glad they didn't try to make it, you know, super deep and super, you know, or like super James Bondish. You know what I mean? I'm glad they stuck with 
the formula. Right. They have the tone and everything. It, it you yeah. know, it's a more, I think it's a, it's just a more serious version yeah. of the original Agreed. Top Gun. Agreed. I will tell you what, I'll be honest. I actually, okay, so, you know, I've seen the original Top Gun a number of times, right. many, many times. And, you know, I thought that the relationship in that movie was, for what it was and for the time period, I thought that it was fine. Um, I won't disagree with you when it comes to this movie that a lot of what we're seeing here is just kind of like that, that kind of, like you said earlier, that tropey thing. You see a lot of it. But I think that it where, where it works for me here, and I actually made a comment coming out of the theater to my buddy. I said, you know, I actually thought that this romance worked better than the original. Um, now the original was interesting because obviously Charlie was, uh, an instructor there, which was a, you know, you think about the time period and everything. It's kind of a big deal, you know, female character in that position of power. But I think that is good. As much as I like that, I I think that this one just worked better for me. And, And it could be a number of things. One, I feel like they had a little more focus on it. Uh, in this movie. I mean, there was definitely the focus on the mission and Goose and all that stuff, but I feel like they paid enough attention to this relationship where I felt like there was more going on here. Um, And then, of course, Jennifer Connelly is in the movie, so that just helps right from the start, you know, with, with her character, or with her as an actress. I think she just She's able to take a fairly thinly written scene, and I feel like she's able to extract more out of it than a lot of other actresses would have been capable of. But I like their interplay. I like. I thought the chemistry between them was good. Um, you know, it 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 felt like a relationship that was on and again, off again. But it wasn't a. It wasn't a relationship that was full of, a lot of anger and past hurt. You know, it's not one of those movies where like she's like, you know, chewing him out because last time he did this or it didn't work out last time because of X. And you were at this movie just felt like I don't know if we should go down this route again, but then it becomes kind of inevitable that it's going to happen. And so they kind of just do it and Mm -hmm. hope for the best. And it, it seems like at the end that, you know, when the movie's over, he's done. Right. Maverick's done. This is his last mission. He manages to survive, and he's fully out. And and so I got the sense in the in the way that they were talking about everything that happened between them over the years that the reason it didn't work is that at the end of the day, Maverick's role, his job, his his you know being a pilot, being a fighter pilot, it's always something that took him away, and so they weren't capable of actually making this thing really work you know, giving it a real shot. So like now that this, now that he's done, really done, like there's nothing that can really, you know, take him away, you know, to kind of make the relationship not really have a, a fighting shot. So, and, you know, I liked it fine. I actually thought it was a pretty good uh, aspect of the movie. Um, but I will say there is something, Rake, that I didn't like mm-hmm. about this movie. What would that be? And it was... One particular scene early. Now, they managed to salvage it at the, at the back end of the scene. But for the first half to two-thirds of the scene, I was just like... I, I actually groaned okay, in the movie theater. Okay. Just tell me. I'm in, I'm in suspense. 
So it's the scene where uh, uh, Maverick is sitting in the bar and then all the guys come in, all the, the former pilots, and they're drinking and right. doing this and that. And then uh, Rooster comes in and he sits down at the piano. Uh-huh. And not only does he play the piano like Goose did, but he also plays Great Balls of Fire. Like uh, Goose did, and I, I literally groaned because I thought, "Oh God, come on!" Okay, look, I, I, I like a callback as much as anybody, <laughs> but there's, there's a callback, and then there's this. This is just, and thankfully, I, I'm trying to think, there really wasn't much of that in the movie. I mean, they, they did touch on certain things, the, the, the flag, the, the, the flag football, or not even the flag football, the football on the beach was, you know, a. a kind of like the, the volleyball scene in the original. But this one here was just like, oh, okay, of course he yeah, of course he plays the piano, and of course they're all going to sing Great Balls of Fire. It looks just like the scene from the original. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, man, okay, if this is all this is going to be over and over and over again, this is just going to be terrible. And thankfully, that's a that's about the worst. But that, that scene was actually a little painful to watch for me. And then yeah. thankfully they salvaged it in the back end because uh, – with Maverick standing out looking through at everybody and having all these flashbacks it and then you know Penny seeing him through the window you know clearly thinking about Goose and so they did about as much as they could do in the back end of that scene to salvage it but that first two thirds was just boy that was that was rough yeah my thing is is why couldn't they have given uh What's her name? Gracious sakes, from the first one. Oh, Kelly Kelly McGillis. Yeah, uh, like um, Charlie. can't even mention her name. Yeah, so um, the actors. Oh, Kelly McGillis actually came out and, and said, you know, well, he, she's like, listen, um, there's a reason I'm not in this movie, and it's because, you know, look at my age, and you know, I look, you know, like my age. My age. I don't, you know, I don't look like, yeah. you know, someone defying. You know, right. defying their age, you know, and yeah. so. Yeah, but still, at least they make reference to her, Tom. You yeah, know what I mean? Oh, I they, was in love once, da 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 I've been down this road. You know what I mean? At least make reference to her character. Yeah, I actually, I, I was mean, a little you're surprised. you're going to do it with everything else. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it with great balls of fire, for crying out loud. Yep. The least you can do is at least bring up the fact that, you know, he had the hots for his commander back in the day yeah i mean they could have even had like even like even if they had gone so far as to even have like a picture up on the wall yeah. like she had gone from that good to being point. like uh good point some high ranking role and we right. could have seen a picture now, i mean of her. if you're not gonna do any of that other stuff okay i get it don't even bring her up yep but being that you did everything else possible to tie you know mm-hmm. to that move yeah i mean like you know, it's one way or the other. You know what I mean? So, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean that that was a one little thing I had an issue with. And it's you know, there's another character too, like that, um, Meg Ryan, who was yeah, in the original. Yeah, right? good so, point. With Rooster's mother, you would think. Yeah. There would have been a there would have been a nice scene where, uh, you know, maybe once Tom got back and you know realized Rooster was there, maybe he could have made a phone call, or maybe she would have called him. It could have just been. You know, Meg Ryan on one side of the phone call, Tom on the other side, and she's like, 
you know, it could be saying like, you know, hey, listen, you need to, you need to make this, you need to repair this relationship. You know, you're the last connective tissue besides me to to goose, and you know, you got to look out for him, and you've got to repair this relationship, or just have some conversation between her where, like, you know, that she actually exists. <laughs> I mean, is she alive? Has she passed away? We don't know. You know. Um, you know, out of both of those roles, she's, she's the, the least important one, but she's another one that if you look, go back to the original movie, you know, she wasn't a significant character, but she was there and she had a, a scenes and she was clearly important enough at the time. And, but yeah, I think Charlie not even being mentioned is a little odd. I didn't expect yeah. that. But, you know, the last thing we should talk about is the flying scenes, the choreography, which, ah, uh, I mean, great. it's insane. <laughs> I mean, the, the the stuff that they were able to do, they, they shot hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of hours of aerial yeah. footage to get what we saw in that movie, which I don't know the exact amount of time, but, you know, there had to be a good, what, 25 minutes probably worth of aerial footage in the movie and how many, like five, five, six hundred hours of, of aerial footage that they shot. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, it's nice to bring that back. You know I mean? You see a movie that has great car scenes and you say, yeah, you know what I mean? Like it's been a while since I've seen a great car scene, kind of like when Batman did that scene, you know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. one of the scenes everyone talked about, or you can go back to a uh, baby driver. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, your, you know, whatever your thoughts are on Baby Driver, I think most people gather saying like, "Oh my gosh, those car scenes were insane." You know, this movie definitely brought back the, you know, the uh, fighter jet scenes. You know, yeah, practical scenes, scenes that don't rely yeah. on CGI. That's the right. thing about these scenes; they right. won't, they won't, they won't age poorly. And mm-hmm. you come back to the original Top Gun, and you can say, "Okay, well, yeah, the, nobody uses these planes anymore." Fair point, but you know what? All the all the scenes in that movie are shot in a cockpit. They're all real, and yeah. all the actors, whether it be Tom Cruise who did it, and and all the other actors, they were in the cockpit. They were in the cockpit when those scenes were shot. They may not have been flying them, but they their cameras were right in their face, and they had to go through all those stunts and all the stuff that was going on on screen. I mean, it you know that's amazing and but it's all practical and i i think that that is something that needs to come back more i love cgi i do i think it's it's amazing what you can do it's unbelievable but i'll I'll tell you um when you watch a movie that uses practical effects or um like you said, with Baby Driver, I mean, stuff that doesn't utilize CGI. Right. Or go back to Lord of the Rings where they used a ton of miniatures yeah. and stuff or bigatures. Um, <laughs> you know, that stuff, yeah. it, it makes those movies, it doesn't, it, those movies last and they become classics in part because you don't go look at that movie 10, 15 years later and go, my God, did you look at the CGI. Look how bad that CGI is now. Isn't that terrible? You know? You don't have to say mm-hmm. that about something like this movie because right. it won't age poorly. So yeah. I think it's great. But, you know, the whole thing, the whole movie, I think, really worked for me. I mean, it's not perfect by any stretch. Uh, but, but it, it is the definition of a summer blockbuster. Yeah. It's you know a, what I mean? About it's, as good as you can get. Yeah. It's it's popcorn. It's 
you know, uh, rehashing of the past. It's, you know, it, it, yeah, it, it was great. I enjoyed it immensely. I mean, of course, I'm going to have issues with this and that. I mean, I do with every movie. But uh, overall, it was just really good. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about the acting a little bit before we? Yeah, I was actually going to bring that. I was going to bring that up. I actually thought the acting was excellent, and I'll be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah you don't think so? I actually thought Tom Cruise was was really really good in this movie. Um, you know, I I think I'll be honest. I think Tom Cruise is a better actor than I think a lot of mm-hmm. people give him credit for, and I think that can depend on the material, of course. I don't know that Tom Cruise is someone that can maybe elevate material like maybe some actors can, but I do think he has been has he's given really really good performances over his career, um, and I th- I actually expected less in this role. I felt like he really put out a lot more. Uh, there's a lot more emotion, I think, to, in in this version of Maverick, and it makes sense, right? He's a much older version of Maverick. He's seen a lot more. The first movie, he was very cocky, you know, very arrogant, mm. and this one here is someone who is much more self-reflective. They've seen a lot more. They've gone through a lot. There were some scenes where, you know, his character was was crying, and like, you know, that's you know, I don't see Tom Cruise cry that often in movies, uh, in a very real way. And it felt like there were some really good, emotionally powerful moments in this movie for his character. And I really thought he brought his A game. Um now, I I think Miles Teller did a really good job here. Uh, and I think Jennifer Connolly did good. The other ones I think were Fine. They they felt like their '80s counterparts, though. There's a little bit of cheese in the acting, but I think that that was also kind of meant to be a little bit. Uh, but I think on the whole, I actually was pretty impressed by the acting. At least when it came to Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly. Granted, her role wasn't huge, but you know, it it wasn't deep either. But I think she did good, and I think Miles Teller managed to. Bring a lot of intensity, a lot of emotion. His character, um, I I agree with you. I think Miles Teller is an actor. I've seen him do good work, and I've been yeah. un- unimpressed in other movies. There you go. Yeah, I, I you know he just doesn't impress me. Okay, you know what I mean. I don't think he's a bad actor. It's mm-hmm. just I think he gets a lot of clout for not earning it. You know what I mean? Okay. I think he's overrated. I guess okay. would be the word. But I mean, who am I? You know what I mean? I'm obviously no actor or whatever, but. I just, you know, I don't know why he just, he just, he did a good job in this movie though. You know what I mean? Like he, he looked the part. He, he did well. You know, he really did. He did. He did well. Oh, he, he, looked, did, he looked he like supposed to do and looked just like him. <laughs> yep. Which almost was like too crazy. Like seriously, I get it. You're going to play your dad's songs. You're going to take his, use his, do his job. And he has his mustache. Now you're going to grow a mustache like <laughs> him too. Like, is that like even... 20 years, 30 years later, you guys still have to have the stash? Like, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I meant by maybe just trying a little too hard in that yeah. respect. But that, that's not that's not Miles' fault. That's... Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Know, clearly, but... You know, but like I said, I think the real highlight for me, though, is, is Tom Cruise in this movie. Yeah, I yeah, I, I do too. Job. I mean, as much as I like uh, Jennifer Connelly, I mean, her, her obviously her role was just shallow i mean you know what i mean she does like, as much not, as she like i said she does yeah. as much as she can with it i think she I just, elevates what little i just there. think her character in general was lame you know yeah. but 
that's not once again it's not her fault you know what i mean like there was nothing she could do with that character to be like wow i can't believe you know she really sold me on that lady that owns a bar <laughs> you know yeah i i know and has and, the hots for tom cruise oh no imagine I, that <laughs> i think that i was a little surprised because i thought that i actually thought like her daughter i was waiting because i thought maybe this is one of those movies where the daughter's like rebellious and mm-hmm. you know they were gonna they're gonna like kind of you know, try to create a lot of drama there with like this rebellious daughter and stuff like that. It didn't happen. I actually was surprised that that didn't happen. And and I don't think that's a bad thing. No. You know, maybe no, that I mean, maybe made the storyline less exciting because you could have found some way to, to, you know, mine some melodrama out of that. But it actually was better that the daughter was yeah. fine. She was. Yeah, just, I think it all goes back to, you know, the simplicity of this movie. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't want to go, you know, create a new narrative of you know this girl you know what i mean getting pregnant you know what i mean early in her life or just any crazy you know thing like that you know so this is this is all i mean look at the end of the day this is this is maverick swan song yeah right true this is his one last mission and if he survives the mission the 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 reward that he reaps apart from you know a mission done well uh, i guess is Yes, he doesn't get to go out and be the be the firefighter pilot anymore. He doesn't get to be, you know, Maverick anymore. But the the reward that he gets is finally being able to settle down with someone that he clearly likes and has been with before. And like I said earlier uh, in in the the episode here, I just don't think that they ever had a chance to make it work. Really, I think his job what he did was so much part of who he was that it always took him away from any i think from any relationship this is what i'm extrapolating any relationship that he was in whether it be with charlie penny whomever the job always came first everything else came second and which is understandable but because of that i don't think that they were able to actually give it a real actual chance uh and so i feel like the reward for this mission is a job well done but at the end of the day he finally maybe has a chance to have maybe the family he's kind of always wanted in the back of his head but he can never really achieve because what he does is so much of who he is that he can never really let it go now he doesn't have a choice now he's like you're done sorry you're grounded period end of story so uh so now we can actually you know give this a legitimate shot and my daughter who clearly sees him as a father figure, you know, mm. now we can actually maybe try this for real. So I, I liked it. I thought it was fine, but I totally understand. Like it's, it's, it's the weakest part of the whole movie, no doubt. But <laughs> then that was the weakest part of the original too, mm. you know? So, um, but yeah, it, look, it's a good movie. It's fun. It It's entertaining. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's great. I mean, it's, like you said, it, it it's the epitome of the summer blockbuster. It really is. It just it just screams a summer movie right from the start and in all the best ways. It's fun, it's 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 occasionally funny. It's it's frankly more emotionally moving uh than I thought it was gonna be. I didn't expect it to be as moved at times as I was. Um I came out of that movie being really, really impressed. I'll be honest, I walked out of that movie and I thought this has, this is better than it has any right to be. 
Those mm. are my words. It has, Fair enough. It's better than it has any right to be. So yeah, yeah. No, I. You said it, man. Like it, I, I recommend it. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling you'll enjoy it. You know, like it's just. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't want to. I don't want to call it a must see, but it definitely should be on your list of summer movies if you haven't seen it. You know. Um. So it's not perfect, but I think if no, you walk out of this, You're right. if you walk out of this movie and you don't at least enjoy having have enjoyed yourself i'm not saying whether you think it's the like the greatest movie you've seen this year but if you don't walk out like enjoying yourself just saying at the very least going you know what this is that was a good time yeah uh, it well yep. to each his own but i i think there's something wrong there <laughs> yeah um yeah all right well anything else you want to say rick before we sign off no, no. I mean, I think we said it, you know, good movie, entertaining, well acted. If you like the first one, you'll love the second one. That that's about it. That's that's the way you put it, Rake. If you like yeah. if you like the second or the first one, you'll love the second one. Yep. Yep. All right, everybody. Well, uh that's it for us. Um you know, let us know what you think of Top Gun Maverick. Did you like it? Did you hate it? Uh somewhere <laughs> in the middle. Um you can send your feedback to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com and let us know uh, your thoughts on the movie. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast and see you next time on the Freaking Geeks podcast. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Freaking Geeks podcast. Be sure to visit freakinggeeks.com as well as our Patreon page at patreon.com slash freakinggeeks for more great content. Also, please consider rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Trust us, it really helps. Now, if you'd like to write into the podcast and share your thoughts and ask questions, you can do so by sending your email to freakinggeeksmedia at gmail.com. You can contact Michael on Twitter using at Michael underscore Lanage. You can contact Sarah on Twitter using at Labyrinth Rose or at Freak Geeks. Intro music for this episode is Danger Storm by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. Outro music is Nowhere Land by Kevin McLeod, which can be found at incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. You can also find the attribution in the episode description as well.